Um, all right. Hey, uh, we are live uh, on an early Saturday morning, some earlier for others. Uh, but uh, thanks, everyone, for joining. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. This is a Springsteen Ticket Tour 2023 Roundtable. <laughs> um, I do not know how many people are going to end up coming. Uh, ultimately, I have had dozens of people say they want to uh, join. So um, I, I'm very excited. I've set the team, uh, the, and I'll, I'll be repeating these routinely. We're going we're gonna to have no personal attacks. Try not to curse like Jon Stewart. We're going to be civil to each other and we're going to have fun. So, um, you know, Bud, let's start with you. Uh, your your name, where you're from, and how are you feeling about all this ticket crap? Um, I broke my rule right away. I said very, crap. Well, that's okay. That's a good four letter word. That's that's not like others. Yeah. <laughs> but you're 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 it's your show, so you can you can you can have that. But um, I'm in I'm in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, but I'm a native native New Jerseyan. Um, born and raised can graduate high school and uh, exit 1A literally at the turn place. So you, you, you hang a right, go three miles, you're at my house. But um, we, got, we got tickets to the opening show and the second show in Atlanta. And we, we got face value for both of them. So I consider, I guess we're some of the lucky ones or you know, I don't know how overblown you, you hear, you always hear complaints and criticisms, but you never, you know, no matter what the topic is, no matter what the subject is, but you don't hear the good. So I don't know how, you know, they claim that 88% of the tickets were sold were face value. I kind of hesitate on that because of all the uproar there there's been, I mean, literally from coast to coast, the uproar, but, but, uh, you know, we were fortunate. We hadn't had no problems. And like I said, we got, Face value got floor in a um, in Tampa, and we've got um, behind the stage in Atlanta, and we were behind the stage in Atlanta for the River Tour in, in sixteen, and those those seats were awesome. So that's where we are. Someone brought up to me that they can't believe they were selling tickets behind the stage, and I go, no, no, no. The way the band plays with it, so yeah. behind the stage are not horrible uh tickets because of the thing um uh yada please let's hear where are you from and talk to me you're, you're sharing okay so uh first of all good morning to everyone and thank you to you jesse for you know giving us this uh opportunity to, to talk about it uh i am originally from brazil but i've been here in new york for most of my life by now uh and uh, I got yesterday, I was able to get face value for Prudential, for Prudential Center for Newark, uh, for one of the Long Island shows for Belmont, uh, for the US UBS arena, and uh, for Barclays Center. But it took a village because I literally recruited <laughs> half a dozen friends, probably more than that. So it took two countries, four cities and uh, six or seven friends and everybody with codes or Barclays Center, of course, no codes, helping me out 
to get this because uh, that's what I tell my friends. You tell me, my friend, you love me. When Bruce goes on, on tour, that's when you show me you really love me. Okay. Because I need your help. Exactly. You know, like that's, that's when, when you really uh, prove me, you love me. And my friends are fantastic and they did come through. Although one of my friends, she had, uh, she was verified for the garden, but her code never came. Mm. It never came. So, you know, you know, I'll, I'll see what I, you know, you know, in the months ahead, what, uh, you know, what happens, you know, I'm not, I really don't want to play pay uh, more than face value because I have a few friends coming over from Brazil to see him for the very first time. That'll be so, exciting. Yeah, yeah, they they've been wanting that for a long time. They miss on that chance when they went to Brazil in 2013, and I told them you cannot miss. And they were like, oh, I know. I mean, we like them, but we don't know that many. I was like, do, I don't care. You don't know that many songs. You you go in. It's going to be the best show you've ever seen in your life. Well and, said. And, exactly. And as they were watching the live stream, they were texting me. Oh, F. Oh, my God. Yeah, you were right. I mean, I'm watching from the TV and this is insane. I was like, you see? That's Next great. time I tell you something, you you listen to me. And Absolutely. They've, they've been dying ever since, you know. So it's an expensive trip by itself. Yeah. So clearly, we you know, we're not trying to go insane over that. I Absolutely. also got tickets for Washington, for D.C., but um, I didn't have co- a code. So I got in the, the sale after 3 p.m. They weren't crazy expensive because you know they're coming from you know but it was like something 250 each behind the stage yeah you know so with taxes and you know all this ticket master ripping us off fees. yeah the i will tell you the 700 dollars. yeah the you know, fees like, are expensive yeah. miss mcgowan tell me your thoughts what's going on with you so good uh, to see you again. Thank you. So, hi, I'm up north in Huntsville, Ontario, um, way up north. <laughs> so um, I um, I wasn't a verified fan, um, but like Yetta, I used all my kids, my husband, friends, and um, I've been able to get tickets, luckily, to um, every show I wanted, but not always at the price I wanted because um, I've decided that this tour, I'm gonna kind of take a leave of absence and I'm gonna follow him around. So I've I've been just searching every night and um, I've been pretty lucky. How many shows have you ended up booking? Um, A lot. It's a safe place. It's a safe place. You will not get judged. Um, yeah. How many shows? How many shows are there in? <laughs> wow. Okay. Enough said. Right. Um. A, like a lot. A lot. Like that's I think good. I'm only missing like three or four. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. Hey, Ron. How about you? Give me your story. I have a bad habit of, of uh, not unmuting myself. So, so I, I do too. Uh, that is, there is no, like I said, this is a judge-free zone. 
uh, my work calls, uh, they always say when they come to me, they said, hey, Ron, unmute yourself. Now tell, now talk. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Uh, I I was uh, actually got tickets to two shows. I asked for three. I did not get a code for the third for the Austin show. Uh, I'm here in Dallas as well. Um, Jesse and I have actually, we went to go see Blinded by the Light, I believe. Yes, and Ron is on my list of, I don't know if you guys have seen, I did a previous episode, there is a Become the Boss card game available. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Ron is, I, I'm working on trying to get, I, there's about a half dozen of us that have been on the podcast that are fans that I'm trying to get, instead of a poker night, a Be the Boss night here in Dallas, where we, get, we play that. And so, yeah, so uh for what it's worth, Ron, I did not get a code for Austin either. So I don't know if they were just stingy on Austin codes or something, but go ahead, finish. No, I, I got, um, I got Tulsa and Dallas. Um, and so I was, I, I really originally wasn't planning to go to two shows. Uh, although my wife did say, why, why, why are you going? Cause she doesn't understand it. She doesn't understand me to, to being a fan. And she said, why are you going to two shows? And I said, cause I couldn't get tickets for three. <laughs> so <laughs> being honest with her um but I, I was on vacation last week when the tickets went on sale and i'm at the beach so i've got my work computer my jet pack and i'm I'm thinking okay i've just i've got to try to get in and i'm going with some friends to the tulsa show but the, i wanted the dallas show is my primary it's where i live right and uh but the tulsa show went on sale on a wednesday and so I was faced with the dilemma, do I try to buy the Tulsa or do I skip the Tulsa and try to do the Dallas? But what if I can't get in the Dallas, then I'm out on both shows. And then I wound up with tickets to both. So I'm going with some friends of mine to uh, a couple that I, uh, they're huge U2 fans, actually. And uh, I went to go see the Joshua Tree Tour with them at the uh, Cowboy Stadium here. By far the worst show I've ever been to of any john and it was because of the venue uh that's what Cal I, I have heard that jerry world has the absolutely worst acoustics in the world horrible horrible we sat in the upper level and the uh at times it sounded as if the uh the three guys playing instruments were playing a different song each mm. one of them were playing a different song the the it was just all over the place it, visually it was beautiful oh i uh, imagine because of the stage and that massive screen behind them. Uh, but I'll never go to another show there unless I'm sitting Bruce and I'm on the floor. I'm not going to another show there. I, I have heard, I've heard that nightmare. So just uh, to, so where I'm at is um, it's, it's, I'll, I'll tell a little bit on myself. Um, my mom uh, recently had a stroke. And so she was in the hospital uh, for that, um, and I had made plans to go give my sister a break. And I was going to work remotely in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and um, then go see my mom. Because the, the rehab center where she was at, they recommend you don't go till after 3 p.m. Because all the you know physical therapy they're doing. So I worked at my my friend has an Allstate agency and I worked in his office both Wednesday and Friday and they're like oh what's going on I'm like oh just it worked out well no he had better internet for me to get tickets 
<laughs> so <laughs> so anyway yeah i um uh we had gone this past summer uh to tulsa for the um at the woody guthrie museum they you know they have the springsteen live exhibit and right next door is the new bob dylan museum so we had made a long weekend out of it chris linda and i and had really a good time and so when i saw tulsa i'm like oh that's driving distance and um and there's the uh black wall street that was in tulsa so there's a museum about that we didn't spend a lot of time at Woody Guthrie. And so both Chris Lynn and I are all like, oh, well, let's do another extended trip. So we booked an Airbnb so he could bring the puppy and we're going to make a little family vacation out of Tulsa. And then Dallas is his actual birthday, my son's birthday. And he's like a Bruce Springsteen concert on my birthday score. So we're doing that. I have a ticket for Houston, which is a whole different story and then i'm i want austin really bad but i'm at the same time i'm like do i want to pay 250 bucks for a, a ticket um that's on the side of the stage you know because right now they aren't and i'm like you know what i can always pay that money when we get closer uh so i'm kind of holding my uh thing um so three well how many of because you're going to so many shows Kevin how many did you end up paying face value and how many did you have to pay extra have you done the math um so uh probably it's hard to tell because I wasn't buying the tickets it was I was just like asking my kids to buy the tickets and my daughter we were driving home and she was had the phone and she was trying to buy one and we had to pull off um, so no, I don't know, like, I know, sh um, for Tampa, I'm pretty sure my husband bought me like a resale ticket at, or, or dynamic pricing as it happened and he overpaid. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know how a lot of them I've been able to get for, like I said, a, a price that I was willing to pay. Like, basically I thought of like, okay, like what per hour would I pay for this? And that's what I put my, um, put my limit at. And so some have been below that, some have been a little bit above, but, uh, and I've just waited on a few, you know, just like you, I'm waiting on a few more, you know. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. 
I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Oh, I think you're muted. See, I'm Ron. Um, you know, I think that's a good plan. And since there's only a few of us here, um, you know, it. I, I do think there's been a lot of anger. And, and that's, I think, what frustrates me most is not frustration, but the anger. The anger of how dare I not get a ticket at the price I want to pay at the show I want versus I'm disappointed or frustrated that I didn't get a ticket at the show I wanted. But I'm going to go back to you. Thoughts on that? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that does seem like you said, a lot of anger and it's, it's almost, I don't know if this is the right, right, right way to put it, but it's almost like people felt they deserved for some reason, you know, to someone, Someone made the point entitlement. There is that's, a sense of entitlement. Yes. It's too early in the morning. That's the word I was trying to think of. But yeah, it, it, and, it, it, and which, which really, which really, you know, turn, turned me, you know, uh, you know, thinking, no, I mean, this, the prices are high, granted. Um, but I'm in the back of my mind, is this the last go round for the entire band? You know, they've all got their separate gigs, um, you know, Max with the jukebox, Bruce dropping in or whoever happens to be in town or whatever town he happens to be in. Gary's playing in Nashville. Uh, Jake's got his career going. Nils has his going. You know, this this may be the last go round. And so to me, you know, personally, the, the prices for the tickets, you know, may maybe maybe worth it because because we, we have no idea. I mean, you know, we all know these guys are in their 70s. You know they're in great condition, but still, who knows what the wear and tear of the next, you know, when they start rehearsing, you know, they're going to be there 12, 13 hour rehearsals, and then they hit the road in February and they won't come off until 2024. Because if you and, think about it, I'm sorry, bud, but no, no, the, go ahead, that's it. Yeah, yeah, the the river tour, this last one, right, was started out to be the tour that wasn't supposed to happen right they just and all of a sudden it went what a year and a half yeah, yeah i mean it was a long yeah. so i mean we there's a good chance we still may be getting shows in 2024 yeah right so yeah go continue but now i'm yeah, gonna get some other people well also on that too because he hasn't listed the west coast yet for the arenas and then we know all you know we know all about he's got plans for the stadium so so it's got to be at least in the you know early 24 yeah. If not, if not, if not midway through, but yeah, the, the anger and, and that, that, just, like I said, that, that would just turn my stomach. And then, and what also turned it was Landau's response. I mean, that was just so blatant, cold, you know, there was nothing nice, nice about it. It's just, it hit, hit me with some arrogance and I'm hoping that, you know, that th- that was, his frustration and i hope that didn't come from his employer 
Um, yeah, it was, and, and so there's a lot of anger to me. There was, you know, from the, from the quote fans, unquote. Yeah, you know, but you're not a professional communicator. You're a good guy, but you just tried to say in nice ways, hey, this band is in their late ages. There is a chance we may, a couple of them may die. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, you tried to (laughs) not be that blunt. And so I do think that John could have said a little bit nicer of, hey, this is the market. And um, and we're we are trying to be as we are trying to find the middle ground of trying to maximize what we can make. You know, because everyone gets paid. This is not just Bruce getting money. I mean, the the crew, the you know, the venues, everything. Yeah. To also caring about the employees. Yetta, what are you? What are your thoughts about uh, this anger that's out there? Well, uh, I gotta confess, I was pretty angry. I don't think it came out of entitlement because, I mean, uh, throughout the years, there were several uh, shows that I was not be out. I, I couldn't get tickets to, uh, and well, that's it. You can. There were several t- uh, concerts that I couldn't get tickets at first, and right at the last minute, cancellation line. I was there, you know, for a couple hours, and bingo. I scored a ticket. So that's life, right? So uh, you know that's always the possibility. But I remember the River Tour. I saw several shows at, uh, uh, at, uh, from the River Tour. And uh, I paid for all of them. And I kid you not, $160. Floor tickets, uh, 100 section tickets tickets, 200 section tickets. I, I went like all around, you know, like in all of them, $160, you know, like, so it was pretty reasonable, you know, like, um, so I was expecting, of course, that this was going to be more expensive. You know, I have what I literally invested money in what I call my Bruce fund for that. So I was thinking it's going to be like a good 300 bucks. That's what I was, you know, calculating sure. for each ticket. And I was totally good paying at least that. I was like sure. 300 plus ticket master fees and so on. I'm like, great. Okay. I'm good with yeah. that. You know, it wouldn't hit me. No, you, you wouldn't leave a bad taste in my mouth at all. Yeah. At least that. Good. But uh, because, you know, Bruce, we all know they always kept their prices, you know, reasonable reasonable by the time you know the river to hit there were other artists that were like not even you know they wouldn't play for half that half as long as they and we all know they were already charting twice twice as much sure or even more we all know that and uh, but when the the whole dynamic price and all that hit us it was like oh wait a second what is going on here yeah you know, and uh, so yeah, I was angry about it. It wasn't. It wasn't as out of entitlement. It was like, it was frustration that I, that could happen to them, and the silence. And when Landau gave us that response, it was like, but wait, yeah, you know, 
were you just supposed to, to care about us? You know, it was like, it felt a little, it felt, I felt hurt. For I felt, I know it's silly to say that. I know it's ridiculous to say that, but I, I felt hurt, you know. Sure. No, I, I, I get that. I understand it at all. Ron, how about you? Um, <clears throat> so we paid face value for the two tickets. Uh, I'm sitting upper level in the back, not behind the stage, the opposite end. Uh, uh, Jesse knows this, but I, I sat um, on the side in the river tour and uh, there was some tuning of the speakers and it needed to happen and it didn't. And uh, I've got tinnitus that now from that show uh, where ears are nonstop ringing. So, uh, but I, I wasn't surprised at all. There was a couple of things that, uh, that uh, uh, I guess kind of prepped me for it. When, when we saw the, uh, the email or the, the release from Ticketmaster said about demand pricing, um i you know i was kind of leery at the end i already knew the ticket master's fees or i don't go to a lot of shows but i know their fees are you know ridiculous and uh years ago i saw a thing uh where uh StubHub was reporting their price points back to the, all the major league sports uh nfl nba baseball because uh, they were showing the after sell market and i don't know how many sporting events you guys go to, but the tickets for sporting events are outrageous now too. And so they started reporting those back to the leagues and the leagues have figured out the teams have said, well, wait a minute, you know, if I'm selling this ticket for 40 and they're getting 160, I'm leaving a lot of, a lot of meat there on the bone. So let me raise the ticket prices. I wasn't surprised by this at all. I was a little shocked to see that uh, front row seats on the side of the stage were $2,500 a piece. <laughs> that was when I clicked on it. Uh, that was, that was very shocking to me. Um, so, I mean, I had a price point where I felt comfortable paying. I want to just be in the building more than anything else. I would love to be in the pit, but you know, I'm, uh, I'm getting close to 60 and, uh, my knees aren't what they used to be. So I don't know that I could stand being on the floor for, uh, you know, the show is three plus, And then I don't know how long you have to be there before the show. So it's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to need a chair at some point. Uh, but the, uh, I understand completely the outrage, but I was not surprised by it at all. I mean, I could see the, uh, I mean, I think we all look at Bruce's family and uh, you almost feel like somebody in your family, you know, stuck it to you. Uh, but like Bud said, uh, and, I, and I've wondered this, I wondered if we'd ever see him on tour again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it wasn't, you know, just, but frankly, I didn't know if COVID was ever going to go away and, you know, and, and, and it really hasn't, uh, but the, uh, and who knows what it's going to be like come tour time. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, that's I, true. It doesn't I'm, seem I'm, to be going away. Does it? Right. No. I, and I'm fascinated by, I'm fascinated by guys like Bruce, the stones at their age, <laughs> My question is, why are you still doing this? Yeah. <laughs> why, why, you know, you don't need the cash. It's got to be an adrenaline thing, right? It keeps them, keeps them live. It's in their blood. Uh, uh, you know, cause it, they're, they're doing a, a better show in their fifties and sixties than they are in their seventies and eighties. I got to believe it. So right? I, I, I'm going to jump in real quick here. Thank you for that. Um, you know, my first show, live show, was 2002, and I 
I am slightly amused and I'm not going to argue with anyone, but there is this core group that go, if you didn't see him on the darkness tour, you didn't experience the best of the band. And I'm like, I don't know. I've seen some pretty damn good shows and I didn't see anything till after the rising. Right. And, and I absolutely like, I love no nukes, but I'm like, it, it, once again, right. This, this, this superiority of that, where I think every tour is unique and done. Yes. So, um, Kathy, what about you? What's, how are you feeling? And, you know, especially you going to so many shows, I love your idea of, I got a budget. And I'm going to stick to it. And I think all of us have said that kind of in our own way of we we kind of knew what we wanted to pay. We were willing to pay more than normal. Right. Like my roughly my tickets, similar to where you are, Ron, they're up a le- upper level, um, you know, facing the stage uh, and they're all under one hundred and ninety each. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, I was a little shocked by the whole um, dynamic pricing. I, um, but I do think that as fans, we have been um, insulated from a regular ticket price. Like if you want to see you too, you're paying like an exorbitant amount of money. And I think that um, spring scene tickets the demand will always outstrip the supply, really. And when I was buying tickets, I didn't care where I sat. Like I've sat behind the stage. I've sat like where I could touch the roof. Um, It's all good. You're just there. I'm just happy to be there. And that's really, I just wanted a ticket and I would search around. And um, I think um, that they probably, and I also probably didn't realize that the the dynamic pricing would ever go as high. Like, I just feel like they never thought that that would happen, um, I hope. And, um, and I think that as tickets have been released days later, I feel that the dynamic pricing, because I'm not getting a verified fan, I'm going in at three, I feel like some of those the dynamic pricing has been turned down. And then last night I heard Adele has the same issue where tickets are going on sale for her shows in um, uh, Las Vegas and they're selling for $4,000 too, just like us. So I feel like, you know, um, again, I think that a certain amount of money is his date like his hourly wage and i'm willing to pay that because i think he puts on a phenomenal show so and and speaking to go ahead um, please yeah uh, yeah i was gonna say speaking to adele um i had seen forty thousand. oh yeah in in vegas and to go back to ron about the major league sports some teams are doing that because if the Yankees come to town, you're going to pay more than if the Reds come to town. And so, mm-hmm. so I don't know, that's kind of a dynamic pricing as well with major league sports. But I noticed that over the last couple of years, because we'll try to go to, I live like three hours from Atlanta. So we'll try to get some Braves game, but we have to vary who comes to town because I mean, it, it it's unreal. So maybe that's, that's a, 
that's the thing that we have to deal with to, you know nowadays. Well, the dynamic pricing is here to stay. Uh, you know, just hope everybody realizes that. And I think we all probably are of it. We're all roughly close in age. Uh, we remember when you used to be able to get cheap tickets for anywhere in the arena. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a Sting once on his first solo tour, 18 bucks for the front row. Wow. And and so and that's in the days, Jesse, where you camped out uh, at, at Sears all night. Uh, for Ticketmaster, Ticketron, yeah, yeah, and so yeah, Ticketron. So we were there. We camped out all night. We bought six front row seats, and then I sold six. I sold uh, two of them or four of them real quick. Um, I didn't have any idea that I was going to wind up getting front row seats and only pay eighteen bucks a piece. And then the artist figured out, oh, wait a minute, the guy that will pay a lot more, he'll pay twenty times that to sit in the front row versus where me and Jesse yeah. are going to be to go see Bruce. And so, because it used to be one ticket price for the entire arena, yeah. And and now this is this has just gotten you know it, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. The good right. days are gone. Remember them, you know, and well, that's all we can do about it. Yeah, a couple of things I've I've seen on Twitter, uh, you know, where everyone rants, and I I I do my share of ranting um, against some of our um, more, shall we say, right leaning politicians, uh, but. You know, the I, I've seen people say we should go back to where you have to stand in line. I'm like, OK, let's go back to you have to walk inside the gas station and pay in advance. Do you want to you know, do you want to no longer be able to telecommute that you have to go to the office? I mean, you can't unwrap technology. Uh, it just it, it I get that. And um how mad are you going to be if you camp overnight and you still get crappy tickets, right? And, you know, or you're still having to pay, you know, 2000 grand each. Um, the other thing is I just laughed at someone saying, well, after getting $500 billion, he should be doing this show for free just as a thank you to the fans. I'm like, when's the last time you worked a day without getting paid, dude, you know, that's great. Um, so, any, uh, we're going to get some more people on as we get close, but any other thoughts about tickets? Because if not, I want to hear what you're looking forward to hearing on tour. So last call for ticket thoughts. Um, I will just say that from Toronto, um, Toronto has a bad rap kind of for spring scene shows, especially because, um, and this is what he may find because of the dynamic pricing is Toronto sells um, tickets out for thousands of dollars for the Leafs. They haven't won since 67, like before I was born for crying out loud, but they sell it, the tickets and those same people have the lower bowl for spring scene shows. And it takes a while to warm up that crowd. And that like, if they're not fans there, it's a hard um, go. And he might find that maybe, yeah, the next round when he goes to stadiums, maybe I should drop the dynamic pricing a little bit lower so that more people know my song. It, it's like if you've ever been to Toronto, it's, a, it's really hard to warm up the crowd. The floor is on point, the upper levels are on point, but that main round is not. And so I hope that doesn't happen. You know, what I what was interesting is the last time he played in Oklahoma City and we 
my son and I drove up there and there were seats available the day of the show. It did not sell out. And I know a lot of people ended up at the last minute going. This was at the River Tour because there were good seats available at a fairly inexpensive price. And I was wondering at the time, is it not selling out because he doesn't tour in Oklahoma that often? Or does he not tour Oklahoma that often because it doesn't sell out, right? So that's why I was very surprised that Tulsa, and I was wondering if maybe because they had Springsteen Live, the exhibit at the Woody Guthrie Museum, were they thinking they would have a little more interest in people seeing? So yeah, great, great points. Um, all right. I was going to say one thing. I was wondering Please. maybe if Tulsa, all this stories about the five four thousand dollar tickets just scared people away and and they're going to wait till day of or the week or the week before and you know be the be the walk-up crowd instead of the advanced ticket sales crowd yeah we have patrick joining us patrick welcome thank you for joining us uh you were having uh camera issues i saw your note thanks so yeah tell us a little about uh where are you where are you calling from and what was your ticket experience? Well, uh, well, first, can you hear me? I want to make sure everything's working. Yes. Good. All right. I had to switch to another computer here, so I, I uh, uh, didn't get the other one working yet. But I appreciate your dedication to I... the roundtable. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm in New England, uh, uh, in southern New Hampshire, a little bit north of Boston. Um, and I did hear the earlier part of the conversation. I may be, I don't know how things have gone since then. I may be more of a Debbie Downer here. So I, uh, I hope that uh, that's okay. It's um, a safe place where we're open to all views. All right. Um, so I, in a sense, I, I guess I'm one of the, the lucky ones and that I, I got my tickets to Boston within about five minutes, moved through the queue quickly, um, uh, you know, got uh, the 200-ish tickets side back of the stage uh, still strikes me as quite a bit to pay for a concert ticket. Um, but really kind of following everything that's been going on over the past week, I don't, I just don't consider myself lucky. I don't really consider any of us lucky right now. I think that this is a, it's a pretty bad situation in the, in the Springsteen world. Um, and I understand what, I mean, tell I, me, I tell yeah, me a little ahead. bit more about that. Why do you feel we're not unlike why we're not lucky? Well, I, because I, it's clear that so many other people are being shut out of this. And I really do subscribe to the nobody or, you know, nobody wins unless everybody wins. I really believe that. And seeing so much upset and hurt. I mean, I'm not trying to sound morally superior here or something, but seeing so many people, um, you know, upset and what they've had to go through here. Uh, I just that's if I'm not dancing with my fellow spring nuts, I'm. I'm not dancing at all. Uh, it just, that's what it really boils down to. And I, I understand too, the, the, you know, the Landau statement, which I found to be almost obscene, to be honest with you. I just thought that that was just, uh, I mean, I've been 36 years, super fan. Uh, 1986 was my first year and it, it felt pretty much like go pound sand. Uh, we're not, we're not listening to you. And, um, uh, or, or there's just no empathy really in the statement. And, um, I, I understand on a technical level that this whole argument that maybe 88% or whatever the number is have been in this certain range. And if that's the case, then just salt them at that range and don't make us jump through these, the, you know, the dynamic, whatever, you know, just 150 to 250 and some select seats for a thousand. But I, I guess in the end for me, I really, I do very much subscribe to 
the values that Bruce supposedly espouses. And this is the complete opposite of that. This is the, you know, the, just the, I think the worst of um, some elements of our culture and Bruce is propagating that and then not saying a word about it. And I think it's one thing, you know, nowadays anybody can get angry on social media and post a quick tweet, but the Backstreet's essay, um, the, uh, that, that alone, it's like, if I'm, if I'm Bruce or John Landau and I'm looking at that and I, maybe they are, maybe they're not, I'm thinking I got a serious problem here that, that needs fixing. Um, and if I could say just one thing quickly and I'll be quiet, I, I, I don't personally think that Springsteen has suddenly turned into this vulture capitalist or, or something, but I have felt since the time I was 16 and developing an opinions on this stuff, I've really felt that the Landau organization or Springsteen Landau has always been really insular uh, and almost impenetrable. Uh, so Bruce is good to his fans in many, many ways, but um, I also, I just feel like there's always been this, uh, you know, just this distance uh, and, and, um, uh, and, and so I think that's to me, this has almost been decades in the making and it maybe just kind of blew up here. I think there have been other really bad organizational decisions along the way. And um, so I don't see this as anything new, but I think, you know, Bruce not issuing his own statement, trying to rectify this and just acknowledging the pain that's out there, even if a lot of it is just perception. I get that that could be the case, that these are you know, arena shows, one shot, this leg of the tour in, you know, in the pre, um, pre-dynamic pricing days, uh, the show would have sold out really quickly and then that would have been it. And then you say, well, do I go to uh, StubHub or something or do I wait till August, September? That's what we would have done. So I, in many ways, maybe it is a perception thing, but it's still a really bad thing in my view. So anyway. That's you the- know, I, I appreciate that, Patrick. And, you know, my own, a couple of not questions to you, but to the general audiences, you know, when I see people unhappy, I wonder, are you unhappy that you couldn't get in the building at all? Or were you unhappy you couldn't get the actual section you wanted at the price you wanted to pay? And I've said that multiple times on Twitter, that it feels to me only that the issue is the only way everyone's happy is everyone gets the tickets they want at the shows they want in the section they want at the cost they're willing to pay. Uh, because, you know, and, and I also, I have the ability, right or wrong, to understand the difference between everyone wins, you know, unless, you know, the whole, that's politically not in a entertainment venue, right? Like there, you can still be true to your values, wanting everyone to have the right to marry and to vote, and to uh, be participate versus not everyone who wants to go to a show gets to go to a show. I, I can split that too. I, I can understand why you don't, Patrick. Other thoughts about Patrick, and then I'm going to let a couple more people that are waiting join us. I was trying to think of something, and it it, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it left me. But uh, but I'm just curious. We we've seen these pictures. People posted, you know, Springsteen on the beach, Springsteen meeting somebody yeah. at, a, at a restaurant, and he's very gracious, accommodating. Will that stop? Because because of this outroar, will you know he be seen on the beach and somebody, uh, hey, you know, you you so and so, I had to pay three, th-, you know, and then so will his, you know, I know he is insular, like Pat, 
Patrick said the whole group is, but he, he's been more accessible than I, I believe than any other entertainer of his uh, recognition, you know, you, yeah. know, you know, out, out among quote, among the people. And I'm wondering, will that cease, you know, because, because, of, because of this anger. And if so, that, that could create a whole new um, um, attitude and, and atmosphere. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I do have a thought on that, but I just spoke, so I don't want to. No, 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 go it. ahead. And then I'm like okay. I said, I'm about to let a, a couple other people in. OK, I'll t- I will try to make this quick. I don't I do really don't want to hog the mic. But in terms of what Bud said on um, the analogy that I was actually using with a friend recently trying to explain this. Uh, well, first of all, I'm, I'm a high school English teacher. So the way I was describing um, Bruce's relationship with uh, the audience is sort of like to me, it's like the teacher who is the most devoted person gives hours and hours and hours and is there for the students in every way and is super skilled and talented and, and just, you know, and just kind of like mind bogglingly great teacher, but who also and is reflective on, on their practice, but also doesn't ever do the student evaluation or feedback forms um, and, and, and doesn't I, I kind of like, oh, all right, what do I really need to do better here? And that, because I've tried to, to square this, the accessibility of Bruce, how kind he can be, signing the 20,000 books and doing the meet and greet, all posing yeah. for selfies, that's just so generous with at the same time that, again, that insular feeling. And I think that's what it is. Bruce himself is accessible and cares about his fans, um, but it's the organization when it comes to organizational decisions that I think actually puts up a, a pretty, pretty big barrier. I remember having a conversation with Stan Goldstein at one point in New Jersey. And if anybody's the ultimate super fan, I mean, it's Stan, right? And I said, does Bruce know you? Does he know any? And I think he said something like, uh, uh, you know, I, I, he maybe kind of met him at the meet and greet kind of. And I'm like, well, Bruce, you really should know who Stan Goldstein is. That's someone that, you know, Bruce not talking to Backstreets until 2004. So I yeah. think I have to kind of pair the contradictions of the generosity and the accessibility with the organizational, um, you know, distance aloofness. That's and I it's I think both those things are at play here. Good. Any thoughts before I let a couple of new people in? All right, good deal. And as I, yes, there we go. And we've got a couple of new people joining us. This is the Bruce Springsteen 2023 tour ticket discussion. Uh, so Eric, Justin, welcome. We've been having a good discussion. I'm going to reset this uh, expectations every time I get a couple of new people going. We're asking everyone to no personal attacks, try not to curse, be as polite as possible and have fun. So let's start with you, Eric. Uh, where are you calling from and uh, what's your ticket story? Uh, let's see. Uh, just outside Washington, D.C., uh my ticket story long term is i've been a fan for ever since the 1970s went to my first show in 1980 been to like 35 shows around the country um tried to get tickets this time uh applied for a verified fan for five different places that i was willing to go only got my last choice which was buffalo which i wouldn't normally go to but happened to be on my birthday um, and then decided on the day of the sale that like I wasn't actually going to fly to Buffalo on my birthday to go to the show, 
particularly given what's been going on with the with the pricing. And uh, so, and I've been watching DC uh, and and Baltimore, which is close enough to easily drive to. And the resale prices are mostly off the charts, right? If you wanna if you wanna get in the room, it's over four hundred dollars on the upper deck behind the stage. And I've done that kind of thing plenty of times. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't uh, say nobody should do that. I would love to sit behind the stage. It's a great, it's a great show for behind the stage, but yeah. it's a great show at a hundred bucks or maybe even 200 bucks, but 400 bucks on the upper level, it's like no go. So, and I, you know, so, so that's my, that's my personal. No. So well, you do not have, you have been shut out. You are not out. going to go at this well, point. I, re- you know, and we're, you know, it is July of uh, 2022 and the exactly. tour doesn't kick off until, you know, 2023. So there's a lot of time to change. But at this point, you're not going to go to a show. At this point, I have no tickets. Uh, okay. I'm hoping the community comes through. Uh, you know, in the past, the community has been a great way either to get rid of extra tickets. Uh, you know, my philosophy yeah. on past tours has been I buy the maximum number of tickets to the maximum number of shows nearby that I could either use myself or that I think I can get rid of. Yeah. Never had a, never had a problem finding somebody who wanted a ticket at face value. And for most of the shows where I've gotten shut out in the past, I found somebody in the community where I could buy one for face value, but. Fingers crossed think, for you. Yeah. Well, right. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Justin, how about you? Well, so I've been, uh, yeah, I've been a fan my entire life. I knew the words to Thunder Road when I was three years old. I've been going to shows. My first tour was 92. Um, and I, uh, I, I only missed a couple, but I, I'm not one of these ones who goes to multiple shows on every tour, but I make it to every tour. I, I went twice on the river tour in 16. So we did get tickets. Um, but here was the situation was we got verified for Detroit. Uh, usually Cleveland would be the one we'd go to, but uh, it wasn't part of the verified. and We hadn't tried that before. We figured we'd try it this time. So I got verified, my wife got verified, my mother got verified. <clears throat> my wife manages to get in and get two tickets at face value, $59, and that was great. I get in, right in, get four, same deal, face value, $59, go all the way through the payment process, and then I started getting error messages. I got error message after error message after error message until... Those behind the stage upper level seats were $300 each, and I wasn't paying that. Now, I did manage on the Game Time app, the resale app, to get those four tickets that I wanted to get. And I probably paid double, but still within the budget that I was willing to spend, you know, in the like 120 range per ticket. So we are going and we are excited about it. But, you know, the whole thing just does leave a bad taste in your mouth. And I think I've been thinking a lot about why. <clears throat> because we don't expect Bruce to be perfect. That's not part of what we like about Bruce. Bruce is not supposed to be like a savior or something like that. And I think what I figured out why this is so vexing and so sad for everybody is that Bruce represents a deeply flawed good guy. He's always been deeply flawed. I mean, the you know, the the first marriage and the going Hollywood and the, you know, I mean, that, that he represents people who screw up sometimes real bad and hurt people, but they do it on the road to righteousness and they never punch down. 
this feels like a punch down move and that's why it's so hard to reconcile. What do you mean by punch down? Well, because he's sits in the mansion on the hill, right? And we're all, you know, they're all, all the fans feel taken advantage of here. So it feels like he's in a position to do, you know, whatever he wants with the ticket prices. Certainly other artists have been able to control the prices better than this. So it feels like where he could, something could be done to make it not get out of control like this. And instead there, you know, the Landau statement saying, well, we think this is a fair price. Well, you know, the mid 200 range is not, it feels disconnected. It's not a reasonable price for a lot of people, particularly in a time of high inflation and economic uncertainty. And so it feels like at a time where a lot of people were hoping to get cut in on the deal, instead they got cut out. So that's what I mean is he's in a position of power or at least Landau is in a position of power and instead of something that might, instead of finding a way to, to make sure the most people were involved, a lot of people got shut out. So that's what I mean by punch down. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. My buddy Fisherman, talk to me. Tell me your feelings. What's going on? You know, I have nothing but positive feelings about this tour. I, the, uh, you know, I, 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 I well, I know you got a lot of people to talk to, so I want to be quick. Uh, I appreciate people that. have a short memory. We go through this every single tour, every single first day sale. This time he did it seven months out. He usually does it two, three months out. We have a very short period of time to get our tickets together. And there's this mindset that if I don't get tickets the day they go on sale at 10 a.m., then I can't go or it's going to cost me a million dollars. That's not true. The value actually comes down as we get closer and closer to the show. Right now is the height of demand. More people want tickets because before the on-sale day, nobody had a ticket. Well, now some people have their tickets and some people need their tickets. The prices are crazy, but those prices are taking advantage of your fear. We have Nobody needs a ticket today. We don't need our tickets until February, March, or April. And we have a long time to procure them. And that's a long time to... Find the right seat for the right price. I, I won't buy a ticket unless one of those things makes me happy. The seat is fantastic or the price is fantastic or, or hopefully both. And, you know, Ticketmaster does take, care, take advantage of our fear at the beginning, especially with this dynamic pricing. But if you don't pay attention to it, we're all going to get in. These buildings are huge. A lot of people, they said 90,000 people tried for tickets in Philadelphia. There's only 20,000 seats. But 90,000 people aren't going to show up the night of the show. The diehard fans who still don't have a ticket on the night of the show will show up, and there will be tickets at the box office 95% of the time. And when there's not, half the people in the parking lot have a ticket in their pocket. I don't think anybody should sweat. I know it's a, the, the stress is like up to here. I'm going to miss Bruce Springsteen. He's only playing one show in my town. Don't know where the stadium shows are going to be. Don't want to go to a stadium. It's going to all work out. We're all going to get in. And uh, well, the hope is at least most of us do. Absolutely. I get that. I think the people who try will get in for a reasonable. We're all going to pay a little bit more than we wanted. I mean, I paid a little bit more than I wanted. I, I got a pretty yeah. good seat. Uh, but we're all going to pay a little more than we wanted. But nobody's going to pay $5,000. So it's not what seats are going for. That's what, seats, that's what seats are being offered for. 
Yeah. And seats are only going for what they sell. And as long as you see it still on Ticketmaster, it's because nobody bought at that price. And at eight o'clock on the night of the show, that ticket value goes down to zero. So eventually the prices come down to what people are willing to pay. And uh, I think there's a lot of rage out of fear. And uh, if you let go of the fear, there won't be so much rage. And, you know, that's what I wanted to say. All right, Caroline, talk to me. I know you are a very unhappy person. <laughs> I mean, oh man, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm unhappy, first of all, like, that the face value is so high. I, I think we all understood that it would be higher, um, but I just, to go, to go from, you know, like 160 up into I, 400, I think that's face value. That's the problem. I don't even, I don't even really know what face value is. It's so confusing. I but, think um, that's a, I'm going to pause you there. Yeah. I do think that is a very, very, legitimate point is that we don't know unless it says verified resale at just platinum prices we don't know and the reality is the uh the face value is whatever the f we want it to be so please continue <laughs> caroline yeah no because people were asking me did you get your tickets face value and i'm like i have no idea and i feel like I paid a lot for where I am. Like I'm, I'm in the 200 sections and, you know, I'm paying over $300 for two people, like for total for two people. I feel like that's a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I'm just, first of all, upset that the face value, especially for GA is so high because a lot of diehards, you know, love, love, to do GA and I'm, I obviously it's not possible for everyone to do it, but like to be priced out of that, especially if you want to do multiple shows, because that that's what Springsteen, a lot of Springsteen fans do. Um, and that's what I was planning to do, but I, I'm just priced out. Um, and then just the dynamic pricing is just, I, I don't know. I just really think it's inexcusable. And I, 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 I really don't understand how Bruce can, you know, sing things from like Wrecking Ball and and be be doing that to his fans. You know, I I, I understand that like not everyone can afford the same things, but you're you're pricing out a good amount of people, and and GA is now going to be filled with. I, I don't even know. Like it's, I, I just think it'll be a very different crowd and a very different vibe. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just very, I'm very upset. It has to be this way. Um, but especially, you know, just, I don't want Bruce's legacy to like end with, you know, all, all this sort of contentment. Um, and I also, but I also do agree that I think people are, panicking a little bit like I, there's going to be plenty of of tickets available um especially last minute so i don't think people need to freak out quite as much as they are well and i do think uh, just to kind of show and i'm going to get some of your other new people uh joined but you know I, I i've got 20 people on a saturday morning wanting to join me to talk about tickets which tells you the amount of interest and the uh, the excitement about this, um, I do. I I get that 
you know, when I go back to, I'm going to say this a lot. I feel like the only way everyone would be happy is if everyone got the tickets they want for the show they want in the section they want at the price they wanted to pay. Like to me, two tickets under 300 bucks, that's a win, no matter where it is in the stadium. So Patrick, you had a great experience during the last tour. You're on the podcast and shared the story. Where are you? What's what's your feelings right now? Uh, mixed. Uh, initially, I was disgusted because I was I I won the lottery and got the verified fan. I was all excited. I logged on exactly at 10 a.m. I was number 2836 in the queue. And nosebleed. When I say nosebleed, I mean the top row of the rear of the stadium were going for $650 plus fees. That was the cheapest. And those were only individual tickets. If you wanted anything together, they were $850 and up. Behind the stage, all the way up last row, were $600 and up. Anything on the floor was $2,000 and over. I was disgusted. After an hour and a half of plugging away at it, I called it a day. I tried again the next day, more or less the same. I then, on my third attempt, found floor seats. I was like, they were $800, but they were right behind GA. My max was really like around five, $600 a ticket because that's where I placed the value of one of his shows, which, you know, I saw him in New York City on Broadway a few times and I paid more than that. So I was like, I can live with six or $700. But then the Ticketmaster fees on top of that threw me over the edge again. So I Googled real quick ticket agencies without fees and came up to, I think it was ticketstub.com. I found four tickets at $800 flat, more than I wanted to pay. And it's embarrassing in a way because I know, you know, I came, I grew up poor. That, that would have been all the money in the world to us growing up. But I don't know how many tours, you know, the band has left in them. So I place a premium on this tour and I didn't want to get locked out. And I encountered a little bit of that panic. So long story short, I'm happy with the seats. Did I end up overpaying? Yeah, probably to the tune of a thousand bucks or so. But it's a number I can live with. I think the other speakers make a great point. The ticket's going to get a lot softer as we get closer to the shows because not a lot of people are going to pay that kind of dollar. And I also agree with uh, the other young woman who said the vibe is going to be different in the pit. So I, I hope for that kind of money, he brings his A game and doesn't just mail it in. Not that he ever has, but a lot of people are upset. Yeah, I, I don't think you have to worry about that. You know he's going to give it. They are, they have got four or five years of energy built in, so that'd be good. I am looking forward to having people on the podcast that were in the pit to talk about. I believe the vibe is going to be exactly the same. I don't think anyone is going to pay that much money to be in the pit just to, like a Dallas Cowboy ticket. I want to be seen. I think they're going to be hardcore. Rachel, do you want to share? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can, please. Oh, 
Um, yeah. So my experience, I think, um, I think I was initially disappointed. I, I kind of was expecting what happened to happen because I tried to get Harry Styles tickets for my daughter when he comes to Austin in October. And it was the same horrifying, stressful, traumatic experience. Um, I didn't get those tickets either, even though I was, um, you know, verified for the presale and everything. It's still, um, you know, I just, I was just shut out every single time I would try to put tickets in my cart. It would just give me a message. Oops, these tickets are no longer available. Try again, just over and over and over and over again for about an hour and a half. And then I just gave up. And then when I would go back to look, the tickets were just in the thousands. Um, I think I kind of um, saw it as the way other people um, here have described it. Like maybe this might be what my last chance to really see him and the band you know, in their, you know, usual form. And I really, I have six kids and um, two of them have been to several shows and I kind of wanted my youngest two to be able to go with me and my husband. And um, so we all got pre-verified my husband, myself, my daughter, my brother, my niece, we all got pre-verified and we were all trying to get tickets. But um, like I tweeted, only one of my daughters was able to get all the way through the process and um, get two tickets. But she was sitting right beside me and uh, she said, I got in. And she had two GA. Um, they totaled up to around $980 for the 2GA. And she just kept telling me, are you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure you want me to do this? I said, bam, bam, bam. I was just like panicky. Like, I mean, I did, I panicked and I was at one point willing to pay. I don't even know. I was like, if anything would have gotten in my cart for GA, I would have bought them. Um, there was a point where I was like, I don't care what I have to pay. I just need to get these tickets. But as it turned out, I didn't even get that far. One time I got to GA, I was checking out. And then all of a sudden it said my payment couldn't be verified or something like that. So then I got kicked out and I lost those two. And then I cried and I started looking for um, venues that didn't use Ticketmaster. So on Wednesday, I tried to get tickets in Philly. And on uh, yesterday, I tried to get tickets at Barclays in Brooklyn. And I wasn't able to get those either. So I am in that panicky mode. I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm kind of uh, looking to see Harry Styles comes here to Austin in October. So I'm seeing if any of those tickets, you know, go down in price or what happens with that. Um, but I did have a question because I didn't know if anybody, and this is a little bit different topic, but um, on the Backstreets BTX, there's um, someone who um, has a service to let you know when ticket, tickets drop. So um, I think that's something I'm thinking about doing also to just try to help the odds of uh, being able to buy tickets um, closer to the shows. But 
I don't know. I hate Ticketmaster with a passion. The the fees are very disheartening. Um, I saw Bleachers when they came to uh, Texas, and their tickets were only twenty five dollars. But after the fees and everything, I ended up paying fifty two dollars per ticket, and I just think that's crazy. It is crazy. You know, um, I uh, I it is kind of, and you know, it is people have to take their share but it does I, it's kind of like the feeling um when you go to buy you know two new tires and they go oh that we have these tires on sale for fifty dollars and then when you get to it it's uh you know 175 dollars for the two tires because of all the well we have the disposal and we you know it's ten dollars for forever valve and like i don't want a forever valve yeah i get you um someone was asking in the chat what did we think tickets should cost and i really had no mind i knew that i was expecting tickets to be about 200 to 300 dollars each uh because when i tried to go see elton john I was like, oh, you know, I really should see. I've only seen Elton John once before. It was a crappy seat. It was a bad experience. And it was way out of my budget. So we'll see. So I, I really don't know. Joe, do you want to share us your feelings? <clears throat> sure. Um, yeah, so my experience was I, uh, I uh, was a verified fan for the um, for the show in Long Island at USB. In uh, uh, April 11th, um, probably out of the uh, I'm in the New Jersey, New York area, so probably out of the the five shows, it was probably the least popular. First, you know, I wanted to get MSG or Newark, um, so at first I was I was hoping to get a better show, but probably it worked out in my favor. Um, so I logged on at 10 o'clock. I um, first looked at the at the pit there were 400 there were more than what i wanted to spend um i kind of regret it now i should have got the the pit because they were available but uh i found some seats in uh in the 200 area um for 190 i put them in my cart they were gone and uh, after about five ten minutes or so i found some seats for about 209 and i was lucky to get two at that price and with the fees, um, I guess it, it totaled about 530. I was happy with that. Once I got that, I was totally happy. I was in the building. I was I was in in the 200 level, not behind the stage on the side. I was very happy. Um, I continued to look for more, and that's when I saw the prices skyrocket. It took me about maybe 10 minutes to get those seats. So at, at about 10:15 or so, I purchased them. But I, mean, Go ahead. I just have a question for everyone, though. I mean, I, I saw these prices skyrocket up to like, you know, 1500 then 2500 then 5000 Do you, Does everyone think that people are actually buying them at this price or are they just putting them in their cart and letting them go? And I mean, does anyone know anyone who who's actually paid over 300 for one seat. I mean, I mean, sorry, 3000 for one seat. Nobody's uh, admitting it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No one's admitting it. Good point. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'll tell my embarrassing story 
um, before anything went on sale, uh, a buddy of mine reached out and said, hey, I'm a ticket, I'm a season ticket holder for the Houston Rockets. And my, my account manager reached out and said, they are selling suites for the Bruce Springsteen show. And they said that we could get a suite um, and it would be, you know, and they gave the prices and he said, would you be interested? And so I hadn't bought any tickets. I wasn't sure. And I'm like, okay, I know I would have just one for sure. I would be locked in. And so I started doing the math because the suite includes free parking, um, um, you know, house, uh, beer and wine, soft drinks and food and a ticket. And so I said, I would be good up to $500. You know, I'm trying to do the math, right? And so sure enough, I'm going to get to go see him in Houston in a suite. And my wife was like, really? $500 for one seat? Yes, I'm sorry. So that is, you know, not counting New York. That's the most I've paid. Um, the issue, I think also, and I would like to, I'm going to get to people who haven't got a chance to talk, but I'm part of the problem. I don't want to go to one show. I want to go to four shows. I want to go to Houston. I want to go to Dallas. I want to go to Austin and I want to go to Tulsa. So it isn't just a 25,000 seat arena with the area. It's all of us wanting multiple tickets. So, um, I haven't think we haven't heard from Mr. Worm. So. Hello. Can you hey. hear me? Yes, we can. Good. Thank you for joining us. No problem. So as you can tell by the accent, I will have the UK perspective somewhat. Although nice. obviously it's just my perspective and not the, I don't know what everyone else's experience was like. Yeah. So I guess just to um, go through my ticket buying process, I'm, I'm a member of the, the U, unofficial UK fan club. Um, which someone mentioned in chat, actually. Um, so the fan club would get an allocation of tickets. It's not a very big allocation, but they do get an allocation of tickets. So there's, there was a fan club. So I got tickets for Edinburgh, which is just down the road from us. Um, we got tickets um, were released on Monday the 18th, and tickets didn't go on general sale until Thursday um, the 21st. So we got them like three days in advance. It was only a small allocation, but I logged on straight away, got five tickets seated pretty close to the front on, on the banks for, I'm just trying to work it out in my head, just under $200 um, with fees. It'd be sort of like probably 170 180 before fees. So I was happy with that. I thought that was amazing. My wife, who was just behind me in the queue, couldn't get anything below about $400. And she was she logged on 30 seconds behind me. So they must have had a very small allocation of tickets. I don't know what exactly, but it must have been pretty small. Um, I've heard plenty of tales from, from other UK fans of getting reasonably priced tickets. But equally, um, the sort of dynamic priced ones have gone crazy in the UK as well. You know, going up into the thousands, um, which is you know, just ridiculous. So I think, uh, uh, you know, someone said a, a fan club. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm slightly torn. I'm, 
uh, I'm always a bit like this. I can kind of see everyone try all these, try and see everyone's perspective on it and think I was lucky. I got in through the fan club. That's great. I got the tickets I wanted, you know, like you said, um, Jesse, you know, only people are only going to be happy if they get the tickets they want for the show they want, where they want at the price they want. And I did. And that's great. But I can fully understand that anyone who isn't a member of the fan club probably isn't going to have had that experience. Yeah. And that's not great. You know, that's, I can, I can kind of understand why people are very disappointed if, if they don't get the tickets they want at the price they want, where they want them. But I think we have to accept with, you know, with an artist, the, the sort of, the scale of Springsteen, if you like, uh, you know, anyone at that level, su- supply is always going to be way, way below what the demand is. You know, you, he could sell out every show 10 times over easily. You know, and, and also the demand is even higher because it's been so long since he toured. We have all these new fans joining us. You know, we had two amazing studio uh, records. I mean, there is even more and more going on. Uh, Ro, you haven't got a chance to speak yet. Share what you're thinking. Hello? Hi. Yes. First, I want to thank you, Jesse, for doing this because I don't have a lot of Bruce fans. So it's great to be able to talk about this. Um, I'm in Philly, right outside of Philly. So I knew it was going to be a tough, tough road. Um, my son was with me. He was on. I was on. I logged in about about quarter to 10. And they said that they put me in line. And now we were at Wells Fargo. So we did not have Ticketmaster. We had to go right to the venue, which is Wells Fargo was the venue. So there was a little man walking in a green line. And when I put it on, he was at the very end of my phone on the left, and you had to wait for him to go all the way to the right. That took from 10 to 12, maybe 12, 15. And I never even got to see a ticket. I never got, it's just so disappointing. I never, I never had a ticket. I never seen a price. I, I believe by the time I got there, they were already all sold out which is so, so disappointing. Not that I didn't know, but my son came and showed me on StubHub at quarter after 10 in the morning, there was hundreds, hundreds of tickets for Philly already in StubHub. It was, and, you know, I, I, think, I think, and, and I'm going to let you finish, but I think that also f- adds fuel to the fire. I see everyone shaking their head, right? It it would be one thing if, um, you know, because, okay, the reason why, I'll go on a little soapbox, right? The reason we're doing dynamic pricings, the reason we're doing verified fan, which, by the way, I hate that phrase. What it really means is you're a legitimate person, not a ticket-buying bot, because verified fan means, like, you know, you've passed some tests. You've gotten Springsteen, uh, you know, hurdle correct, you know, seven out of eight times or something. All these things we're doing that they tell us what we're trying to do is to get real tickets to real fans. And then you immediately see like two hours later, just, you know, 
ticket brokers and scalpers paying tickets, you're like, so we've jumped through all these hoops, me, a guy or gal or a person if to being gender neutral, I just want a couple of tickets to go see my favorite person. And I'm, and I'm willing to pay whatever fair market value is, whether that's, you know, 150, 250, whatever my price is, I just want to be able to get them. And then when you see all this, you go, well, God, I jumped all these hoops and there's still tons of people getting screwed. Go ahead, Ro, and then I'm going to give Scott a chance because I don't think Scott's had a chance to talk yet. And if you have not had a chance to talk, go into chat and remind me so I'll be sure to ask you. Go ahead, Ro. Well, you just said, you know, two hours later. This was 15 minutes later. It was 10, 15 in the morning. I'm trying to get tickets and StubHub already has 100 and the and at that time, the seats behind the stage were going for like 300 with a restricted view on them. You know, it just, I have been trying to get tickets since that day. I can't tell you how I'm on Facebook all the time, seeing what people are saying. And I'm determined to get into this concert. I missed them in 2016. I've rarely missed a Bruce concert. Bruce concerts in Philly are a lot of fun. I mean, the excitement just in the parking lot is just, you know, I, I've been following them since 78. I've seen him on the Darkness Tour in 78. I'm determined to get into this venue. My brother passed away a year and a half ago. We were both big Bruce fans. I begged God he had pancreatic cancer to let him live one more time to see Bruce. And at the time, Bruce was talking about it, but it was during the pandemic. So, you know, he ended up not touring, which was, I believe, the right thing to do. But so he passed. I'm determined to get in there and sing for the two of us. And I believe where there's a will, there's a way. And I will go down the night of the concert if I have to. And I hope he's going to swing back around and do a stadium and I'll go there. But the truth is, the sound is just, for me personally, so much nicer in not being outside. You know? So I really want to see him at Wells Fargo. But if I get a restricted view behind them where I can even can't even see them unless on the jumbotron. I'd still be happy at this point. I just really hope I get to see them. I really, really love them, and I love Thank his music. And it's he's like the soundtrack of my life. Absolutely, fingers crossed, Scott. Hey, thanks for doing this, Jesse, and thanks for giving us a platform. So, uh, I didn't know what to expect going in. I've I've been going to shows since the late nineties myself. So I live in Western Massachusetts and it's, it's a good location because I'm about an hour to an hour and a half from three venues, Boston, Albany, and uh, Mohegan sun. So when I did the ranking of the shows, uh, I ranked um, Mohegan one and then uh, Albany two, Boston three. And then I put in like New York and New Jersey as, as fourth, fifth choices. So I ended up getting a verified fan um, email. And, and then um, that was for Albany. So I'm like, all right, he usually has a good show in Albany and we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. The Boston show went on sale on a Wednesday. I did not have a code for that. I knew a couple people that did, and they just told me it was horror stories. They, they didn't have a lot of luck. Um, or, or if they paid, they paid way more than they wanted to. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect for Friday morning when I was going to try for Albany. I did go on around 3 p.m. Eastern for the public on sale for Boston. 
and my cue wouldn't even move. Like I sat there for over a half hour and it didn't even move. Uh, I looked later, uh, a few hours later, they were 300, 350 plus for upper rear behind the stage. So I said, all right, I'll let those go. I'll work on Boston another time. Maybe someone will have an extra ticket. I'll check out BTX ticket exchange, whatever. And I moved on. So Friday morning, I try for Albany and I'm in my office at work. And I told people, don't bother me between 10 and 11. I have a project I'm working on. So I, I, I log in. My, my code is from the text that, you know, that I got the night before. And I, I was saying to myself, don't overpay. Don't overpay. This is Albany. It's not, you know, New York City. It's not Philadelphia. No offense. Um, so it took me, the queue went slowly for me. I was thinking it would go a little bit quicker and I'd be in in a minute or two. It went from 2000 plus and I took a picture of each one down to like 1970, down to like 1200. I kept getting there, but it was slow. And it was around seven minutes, eight minutes after 10 that I got in and I, I told myself, just don't overpay and see what you can get for the actual ticket, um, the, the face value. I was hoping to figure out what the face values were. So I wanted to see that there are three different prices, the verified fan on sale price, then the official platinum price, and then the verified fan resale price. So I found, and I clicked in the, uh, it was section 207, center balcony. I wanted to get center, balcony as low as possible and two seats in the third row showed $179.50 each verified fan on sale price I'm like all right that that's decent it's a good view i i clicked them put them in my cart i had a, a credit card already loaded in and i went to 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 buy them and it said something about the credit card wouldn't work so i started panicking just for a minute I, and I'm, oh, I'm hoping they didn't go, it's hoping someone didn't take them, but they were in my cart. I put in another credit card and it went through. So I ended up paying, it was about $450 total with the taxes and fees for those two center uh, balcony, third row, and I'm happy. I tried later in the day on the public on sale for Mohegan Sun. Now I put a premium on Mohegan Sun because it's only 10,000 seats. It's a smaller arena. And I didn't know anyone that had tickets for that through the presale in the morning. And I later in the day, the queue took a little while and I, I got in, I just started playing around. The prices were crazy. I didn't see any verified fan on sale prices. I only saw official platinum and verified fan resale. And of maybe 15, 20 minutes later, I somehow found a seat in section 15, which is adjacent to the stage lower. And it was $525. I was texting back and forth with a friend, 525 face, more than I wanted to spend. And it was only a single, but I'm thinking this is a premium seat location. If I don't use it, I can easily sell this. And I put it in my cart and I bought it and it was $634 total for one ticket after fees. My wife doesn't know yet. Um, and 
I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I want to be there. I want to go to the show. I've never spent that much for one ticket, but it's going to be a premium, uh, I think, ticket. Yeah. Uh, maybe I sell it and I try to get two at a cheaper value so I can go with someone else. But that's my story and I'm going to stick into it and I'm going to hope to land a Boston seat somehow. But I had I had an experience, you know, with some highs and lows and, and I yeah. really don't have a lot else to say. Thank you, Scott. Lauren. Uh, hello, everyone. Can you all hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, so here's my experience. Uh, I was I did the sale on July 27th, which going into that, hearing the horror stories, I expected way worse than what it actually is. Not to like discount other people's bad experiences, but I was expecting way worse than what actually happened. So basically what happened is I was trying for a show. It's not, it wasn't a Philly. It wasn't a NYC. It wasn't a New Jersey. So I would, so maybe that helped a lot. Um, we decided to use a phone because I saw on the wild and the innocent Facebook that Sometimes if you use a desktop, they'll give you an error message because they'll think you're a bot, which is kind of stupid because bots get through, yet they're like doing that to people just because they use a desktop. Ticketmaster sucks. So basically, we got through the queue within three minutes, which was very impressive i was surprised because with broadway it took forever i mean those were two different things but we got a seat in like the first section and it was for a decent price i don't exactly remember what it is but it wasn't like it was it wasn't near the horror stories i've been hearing so that's been my experience i just it's difficult to hear because I'm worried that the vibe will be different or that maybe right now it's different. I'm not, I'm not sure. We are as humans, we tend to be short-term thinkers sometimes, but I don't know. And like, I wasn't surprised by the Ticketmaster thing because I've had friends who have tried for other concerts and that happened. So I don't really know what I can add, but that's just, that was my experience. It was better than what a lot of y'all are saying, but I don't know. It's unfortunate that it had to turn out this way. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I saw that comment. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. And um, it is, it is, like I said, it is very um, frustrating and, and especially because we all love the man so much and we love his music. So um, I really uh, hope she will speak up. Uh, she's been lurking, but the, the person with the kindest heart, I know the one who has spent a, over a decade trying to make people's dreams come true. Donna with Bruce funds is here. So Donna, when when they lose you, we've lost the masses, and it appears you are feeling pretty discouraged. Okay, 
first of all, thank you for having this discussion. I really wanted to be here mostly to listen. I think it's important to listen. We don't do enough of it in our culture. And I love hearing all of the different perspectives. I really appreciate every single one of you on this uh, call. I have a split personality, Jesse. Right now I have a personal uh, reaction. And then I also have what I kind of feel is, you know, the Bruce Funds reaction. And I'm still processing. Yeah. I'm still processing a lot of how it feels for me personally. So I can just say I would I can share that the Bruce Funds roller coaster of the past two weeks has been exhausting. And I've canceled plans for my weekend. And I literally just I need to sleep. Um mm -hmm because I have taken in all of the emotions of the hopeful recipients who were first so reassured by, by knowing ahead of time that we had a whole year to find tickets for them. So they, you know, they were relaxed. And then my donor pledges started contacting me and saying, we can't afford two tickets for ourselves. There's no way we're going to be able to afford to donate two tickets. So I lost all of my pledges. And I took a moment, took a breath, and I just said to myself, I've done this before. I've done three world tours where we didn't have months and months ahead of time to, to get tickets. So I've done it before. I wasn't hoping to do it again, but, but we can do it again. So I reached that point as kind of plateau. And I just said, okay, we're going to figure it out somehow. And what ended up happening was really still nothing short of a miracle. And I should have known that the universe would come through. People started pairing funding with codes. So instead of matching people to tickets, I was matching people with funds to people who had codes, extra codes. So it, it worked out in the end. I can say that we got in every single U.S. recipient that I had uh, hoped for at this point. We've got them all in and we've got them all in. Uh, under dynamic pricing points. So in other words, again, not face value. It's hard to know what, what is face value, but I can say before fees, every single ticket that we got in for our recipients was under $200. So does that mean it's an okay process? No, I, I don't, I don't, endorse dynamic pricing. I don't want it to exist. I, I hear everyone's, you know, wait, keep waiting and waiting and waiting till it's closer to the show. I hear that. I understand it. I can apply it to myself. I don't feel I can necessarily apply that to some of the hopefuls who might have to uh, 
make plans. You know, they, yeah. they can't just suddenly be available, you know, the night of the show, they need to know in advance. So um, I think that's, that's really the best summary I can give um, the personal level. What it means to me personal personally is, is still something I'm processing. It's not pleasant by yeah. any stretch. So I, I, I'm going to, uh, we've got about 20 minutes left, so I'm going to give everyone a chance to kind of do a quick one minute, two minute things, but I wanted to share my feelings about this. Um, and I'll get personal for a minute. I, I mentioned earlier, my mom had a stroke and so she was in the hospital and she, my, my wife and my son went to New Orleans to kind of spend time with her to give me a break and to give my sister a break. And my mom said to my wife, you know, I never really liked you. I thought you were a horrible wife for Jesse Wayne and you always thought you were better than us and you took him away from us. And, uh, you know, so my mom, my wife is crying upset and I go, well, you know, this is horrible. I hate that but it's the stroke talking. And my Linda said, no, no, no. It's just what she really feels. And we really got mad. And, and I said, look, she's my mom. In my mind, it has to be the stroke because if I have to believe that my mom has always felt that way about you, it is just going to crush my heart. The reason I'm sharing that is I see a lot of you going that Bruce is punching down or that he is doing that. I am not saying you're wrong in feeling that. I personally cannot believe that because of my personal connection to Bruce's music. And so I'm not saying anyone's wrong in the way they're feeling, and I'm certainly not judging anyone. But for me, I have to believe that Bruce, his music, and his philosophy about everyone trying to, you know, in a, in a political sense, trying to take care of everyone, I separate from the business of, you know, um, this concert going. So, Ron, you've stuck with us from the beginning. Any final thoughts? Um, I'll go back to what I said earlier. I, I'm not surprised by the dynamic pricing uh, after watching what sporting events have been doing. Uh, it's here to stay, unfortunately. Uh, we can remember when the tickets were much cheaper. Uh, I will say this, that uh, you, you did mention earlier about the songs we want to hear. I'd love to hear Priest, and I'd love to hear anything from Western Stars. I'm going to shake my hand on both of those, yes. Uh <laughs> Yada, Yida, share final thoughts. Oh, sorry. Let me unmute myself. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I, I kind of agree with you and what uh, on your analogy, uh, Jesse. Uh, yes, uh, as much as I was uh, kind of disappointed, frustrated with this whole process, that's an artist uh, with the whole band that I would never be able to officially hate or stop listening to or in my life because they have brought me so much joy you know in uh in those shows and throughout my life that 
there will, I would never, never con even consider not, uh, not associating uh, uh, those moments with their music anymore, you know, like their music has helped me through my worst bout with depression back in 2017 you know i mean it's not it's not a it's not an exaggeration to say that uh, bruce's music has helped to save my life because at some point back then i did not i, I did not want to be in this world anymore and one of the things that my therapist has told me it, it's it is try to think of moments in your life that you were just uh, happy. What brings you back to those moments? And I started listening to the live recordings of the River Tour, you know, because and, uh, and remembering how how was I was feeling in those moments, in those shows, you know. So uh, it's really no exaggeration to say that his music has helped save my life. So, um, yeah, that uh, I'll, I'll love them forever. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Catherine, as you're taking a sabbatical and trying to do the tour, I, I admire you so much. I wish I could do that. Well, I'm, I've decided, and it's very hard to follow Yada because um, I agree with you and her that... Uh, to be honest, there really is no price that I would pay to go see a show for him. Um, and that's that's the, the journey of Bruce, I feel. Um, but yeah, I've, I've decided that I'm going to take some time off. Um, my employer doesn't know yet. But that's why I'm like, I, I can't really talk about what shows I might have tickets to. Um, but all right, I, everyone don't tell. Okay. If you, you know, yeah, <laughs> <walking> out. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I feel like I was lucky. Um, I had a limit. I tried to stay within it. I didn't always. Um, but every time I got a ticket, um, and I was never a verified fan, I always thought like, if this was it, you know, are you going to be sad that you might not have gotten a ticket? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to do this. This has been my dream for a long, long time since I've been in um, Giant Stadium when the guy in front of me said, I sold my business and I follow him around. And I was like, man, I want to be you one day. And yeah, am I, you know, am I able to follow him everywhere? No, but this is going to make it for me. And so that's awesome. I appreciate that. Caroline, you. final thoughts and plug your excellent book. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, I have it in a case here. Hold on. It's in a fancy case. It's a Springsteen and soundtrack. It's about um, Bruce's music in the movies. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess my final thoughts is, you know, I, I am, you know, I am very disheartened. I am, I do think it's hypocritical to charge that much. Um, but at the same time, oh, thank you. <laughs> but at the same time, um, yeah, I, I don't know the future of East Street and Bruce, you know, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever maybe tour again. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm still excited to go. 
Um, so yeah, I just, I, I'm going to like four shows, maybe five. Um, but yeah, I just, I just wish that this all went a little differently <laughs> for sure. I think we can all agree with that no matter where we're going. <laughs> um, Aaron Fisherman, you, you are promoting a, um, YouTube show and, uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, a couple things. Aside from tonight on my YouTube channel, we are showing the night before the 14th anniversary of Giant Stadium 2008. Uh, I've added a new soundtrack to it. It's never sounded so good. And uh, so bootleg video, the full show, 8 o'clock Eastern. Um, you know, there's been a lot of anger toward Bruce Springsteen lately. And I just want to remind everybody who might be feeling a little animosity that Bruce doesn't need a dime. He doesn't have to leave and go on tour. He doesn't have to stay in hotels and perform shows. He's got everything he's ever going to need. And there's a lot of people who have their hands in the pockets of this tour. A lot of people who are going to make a living for two to three years off of this tour. And, uh, you know, that's where the money's going because Bruce doesn't have to come out and everybody's mad at the guy who brings us all out and makes us want to spend the money and come out and, and help those people get, make a living for the next two to three years. And it's thousands of people that put these shows on the road, you know, when it comes down to who's working on the show itself and who works for the arena locally and the, and the people who sell the tickets and the people who are the promoters. And it's a lot of people. It's not just Bruce Springsteen trying to take every dollar out of your pocket. And that's all I wanted to say. Jesse, thanks for having me come on. I really appreciate it. I really had a good time. Scott, I'm, I'm down to nine minutes. Uh, please share any final thoughts. Again, thanks for having me. I shared my story. I went on and on. Uh, I'm not going to say much more. If you don't have tickets, keep looking. Go on any random day and see if something pops up. Uh, if you, you know, have a price, have a budget, and you know, wait until you need to wait if you can, if you can be flexible and not have to make plans. Uh, but good luck, everyone, and um, hope you enjoy some shows. Thanks, thanks. For, thanks. I appreciate it. Patrick, any final thoughts? Yes. Um, I was just like jotting a couple quick notes. I don't want to sound like Debbie Downer because my faith in Bruce is unshakable, but at the risk of sounding political for a second, you know, in the last few years when all of our institutions are under assault, medical people, police officers, teachers, politicians, Bruce, Bruce and his music and the lyrics to his music have been the soundtrack of my life the authenticity of my life. And I cannot help but wonder as I, as I replay the lyrics in my head and match that against the ticket prices, was it all a lie? Did it, you know, was it all a lie? And I know Bruce doesn't need the money. I get that. But at some point the buck has to stop with him and he should have stepped in and capped this or found a way for his greatest fans to make sure that they weren't shut out. So, I mean, I, I don't harbor resentment, but I do worry about his legacy. And all I can think of is the song Death to Our Hometown. Our, all of us in this room right now, all the fans, the bass, that have lived and died with this guy for 30 plus years now, 40, 50 plus years. This is our hometown. And in a way, it feels like the robber barons are bringing death to our hometown. 
All right, Patrick, Joe. Yeah, I just wanted to say thanks again, Jesse, for doing this. This is, this is great. Um, I kind of feel like Donna in that I try to see both sides of the issue. You know, Landau and Bruce have always kept up with the latest trends. Land, Landau, obviously, from the business side. Um, Bruce, from the music production side, mostly his albums have tried to kept up with me, you know, keep up with the what's going on musically. But it is... <laughs> it is ponderous that Bruce can be so so hypocritical, you know, considering his music and his lyrics, especially the Wrecking Ball album. But um, you know, like Steve Van Zandt says, trust the art, not the artist. Um, we always have that. We have his music. That's what we really connect with. Um, that's the best of Bruce. That's who we we respond to and we appreciate that. You know, like Bruce says in his in his uh, in his autobiography, it's kind of a a magic trick. So believe that that's the okay. best part of him. Um, but I do wonder if he's ever going to have some kind of fan club. That would be something that I'd be interested in. Yeah. We'll see. Well, we, he does have a couple of podcasts, and we're always looking for guests. Eric, final thoughts. Uh, so first, I, I want to thank uh, Yetta and, and Roe for both sort of articulating the, the lifeblood aspect of this for a lot of us. You know, we're all here and other people have said similar things. We're all here because we're passionate about music and because it's been meaningful to us. Um, but I got to really agree largely with Patrick and say there's just been a huge misstep here. They, they made, you know, for, for an organization that, and a guy that doesn't make many missteps, this is a huge misstep and Landau's comments on it this week only made it worse because they were totally tone deaf as various people said in the chat. And uh, they, they need to figure out how to fix it. It's particularly, from my point of view, dynamic pricing is just wrong. It's, it, uh, having that uncapped is unbelievable. Um, letting, you know, whatever. There's a lot of details we can talk about. So, you know, uh, there are a number of us on this call that don't have tickets. I have faith we'll all have tickets in the end. Uh, and I'm happy for those of you that already got them. Enjoy the shows. And, you know, let's just hope that that Bruce and team uh, correct this mistake and, and do right by the fans. Thank you, Eric. I got four minutes. Rachel, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I... I don't, I don't blame Bruce. I do blame John a little bit or a lot. Um, I think that they could have said something knowing kind of the makeup of Bruce's fans. Um, I do understand where they're coming from as far as, um, you know, in the past scalpers making a lot of money. Uh, from buying up the tickets and reselling them. But, you know, I just feel like everyone shouldn't be punished for, you know, a small fraction of that happening that, um, I don't know. I think it's going to take somebody like Bruce, uh, some, somebody, an artist with the um, influence and who doesn't particularly need the money to stand up to Ticketmaster, or I don't know if it's a government thing. I don't know what, I don't know how to fix it, but, um, you know, I, uh, kind of, um, put my faith in the 
artists like Bruce and maybe Taylor Swift or somebody like that, that has a lot of influence and can stand up and do the right thing and not worry so much about, um, you know, the almighty buck to kind of fix this whole mess. But I do have faith that um, I'm going to get in uh, to see him in the Texas shows. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm going to try my very best and do everything I can to to see those shows. Um, I think it's going to be amazing. I just finished listening to his audiobook again. And um, kind of all of the things we're talking about, he addresses in the book, um, you know, head on. So I know that he really loves us. And he lives for us. So I have yeah. faith. All right, Ro, any final thoughts? I am close, quickly running out of time. I just hope that everyone who wants to get into the show gets there. I, I, I want all good vibes from all everybody so that I get in. I want everyone to be able to see him. I do believe in my heart of hearts that this is a last chance. I love him. I want to see him and I'm determined. And I hope that everybody that wants to be there gets to be there. All right. And thank you. Wonderful. No, your problem. Uh, Laura, you haven't had your chance, right? Yeah, I just want to, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. Um, even if it's not the same as other tours, I'll still, I'm still trying to keep my head up, be excited. Uh, I'll get to meet some Bruce friends that I that I haven't met before who I've and I'm and even so I'll even if something goes wrong I'll have that to look forward to and I'm very excited and I appreciate this discussion even though I didn't really add much no you were great worm did you get to say your last words no and I'll be very quick Jesse um I just want to say I, I think this has been a great discussion I think there's been lots of different perspectives and that's great because I think it is, you know, there isn't one side to this. There's lots of different sides. And it's a very complex situation. Don't get me wrong. I think there's so many factors. You know, Bruce hasn't toured for a while. Will he tour again? We don't know. The COVID situation has, has exacerbated a lot of that. Um, but I think the, the difficulty is that, particularly as um, I think Eric said, the statement from, from John Landau really didn't help. And they don't seem to be dealing with the situation. Rightly or wrongly, fans are upset. They may be upset for the right reasons. They may be upset for the wrong reasons. But the reality is they're upset and you've got to deal with it. Perception to, does become reality. Yeah, you've yeah. got to address it. Whether, yeah. whether you agree with it or not, you can't ignore it. And I yeah. think there's something has to change. And I, and I really do hope, as Rachel said, that someone like Springsteen, someone with, with that weight, can actually leverage this as a way to address what has really got out of control with ticket prices yeah it's just it's just getting ridiculous and and it needs someone like Springsteen to actually put his foot down and say this isn't good enough yeah Justin have you I don't think you've had a final say no no you know I would just say look I agree that it's a misstep I don't I wouldn't go so far as to call Bruce a hypocrite or any of these things look this is personal for all of us we all look, I mean, I held my dying father's hand and quoted the lyrics to Land of Hope and Dreams. It doesn't get more personal than that. I'm really not concerned for a lot of the people in this discussion because we're all speaking from something of a position of privilege. We're talking about how much we're willing to pay, being upset about how much we paid. The reason I'm concerned and the reason this leaves a bad taste in my mouth is that 58% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. So it's not about 
paying too much. It's about being completely boxed out of this process, even at face value. And that's what I wish they would address. I wish there'd be some statement from Bruce, a mea culpa, an explanation, something to address those people who live lives day to day, who are supposed to be spoken to by this man's body of work. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Donna, I don't think you've had a final word. And is there anyone else? No, no final word from me. Just uh, thank you very much. All right. Anyone else I forgot? Final words. I'm trying to go through. Anyone? Last call. All right. I'm going to end us with now out here on this road, out on this road tonight, I can feel my eyes and feel so many friends around me in the early evening light and the miles we have come and the battles won and lost are just so many roads traveled so many rivers crossed and i ask god for the strength and faith in one another because it's a good night for a ride cross this river to the other side my blood brothers slash siblings thank you guys for sharing this all came from a place of love i'm gonna put this out on both as a set listing Bruce episode and on my YouTube channel, uh, please um, let's all be kind to each other. Let's try to keep the goodness going. Thank you all so much for sharing of yourselves. This was really, I think, cathartic and a lot of fun. And uh, I wish, you know, I'll get political just for a minute. I wish that the people that are actually running our governments, no matter where, would be able to talk this way and try to find solutions versus just yelling at each other. So bless you all. Thank you. And uh, I hope to see you guys at shows this year or next year. So bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. This podcast would not be possible without my wonderful group of patrons. I want to send a special thanks to John Munson, Mary Thomas, Terry Smith, Dale Hosek, Andrew Goddard, Stephen Malio, Alex Samada, Anna Lynn, Chris Bloom, Holly Mack, and Captain America, a.k.a. Steve Rogers. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Your support means the world to me, and you are forever in my heart. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 